Hey, my name is Melissa Bedeen, and I'm obsessed with personal development, body, mind, and soul health, as well as all things business marketing that can help you to navigate all things mystical and messy in this journey called life. See, I am a coffee-addicted mother of two who married my grade 9 boyfriend, and I started my company at the age of 17 with just a $200 Costco massage table and a goal of becoming a healer in mind. Now let's fast track a decade and a half forward as I've pivoted and grown myself from being a brick-and-mortar business as an international healer and psychic medium that loves to use my gifts to help align others on their path. See, I found myself naturally pivoting towards becoming a coach as I've made it my mission to possibly impact the lives of others. But will we shy away from the real chats here? No way. See, I firmly believe that we're all intuitive, but again, the true gift actually comes from listening to this internal knowingness. But since all of our arenas of life may look at a little bit different, I hope to shed some insights on how this can benefit you both personally and professionally. See, I believe we have a mission. No, more of a calling inside of us, but it's up to us whether we choose to use this to benefit not only us, but others as well. As I teach you the tested and true ways to align yourself today, I am inviting you into this time as a friend, having a coffee, chat with the goal of a girl trying to give you some form of mind mapping to skip through the messy and tapping into your own magical. Now I want you to know that you are welcome to the Mom Gun Media, and I'm grateful you're here. Hello everyone, so it is Melissa Bedeen and I am so excited. I have Brenda Kay and she is one of the few female comedy hypnotists working in the world today, inspiring and empowering go-getters to tap into their power of their minds to create the life they love living. Now, special, special hello, Brenda. Hello, thanks for having me, Melissa. Honestly, I'm so stoked. So I love that we get to connect. I, I told her before she hopped in here, I'm like, you're the type of person I look for when I travel. You're the, you're the show that I want to know more on because I'm fascinated with this type of stuff. So for those of you listening, we're going to talk on a variety of different things, but I would love for you to explain your background a little bit so our listeners know what they're about to get into. Sure. Well, I am a comedy hypnotist and hypnotherapist. And if you would have asked me 20 years ago if I would ever have chosen this as a profession, I'd say you're absolutely crazy. Um, but it goes back to trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And I'm sure it's the same for a lot of people. You know, all I really knew that I wanted to do, my goal in high school was to travel the world like a rock star but I can't sing and I don't play any instruments. So I wasn't quite sure how to make that happen. And so I decided, well, the only thing I'm really good at is art. So let me go to art school. And then I didn't like art school. And so then I didn't want to spend any more money in college trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And so I dropped out of college and I, you know, I said, I need to get focused. I need some purpose. I need some direction. And that's when I happened upon a sign up at a, I live in Denver, Colorado, and we have a college town, Boulder, and there was a sign up at a festival there, and it said free hypnosis, and being a poor college student at the time, anything free caught my eye, so I went over, I said, what's this hypnosis, and how do I get it for free, and she said, We're, we are a hypnosis school looking for guinea pigs for our students to practice on, and if you agree to let them hypnotize you, then you can work on whatever it is you want, and at the time, I had no idea 
what hypnosis was even used for. And she said, well, you can use it to change your habits, change your behaviors, to modify your weight, to stop smoking and whatever else. And I said, cool, but can hypnosis help me figure out what I want to do with my life? And she said, let's see. And so I was scared. I was nervous because the only exposure I'd had to hypnosis really at that time is what you'd see in the movies. And that can be scary, but truth be told, it's not like that at all. Um, so to try to make a long story short, they paired me up with a hypnotist and it was about my third hypnosis session in, and I'm in this super vivid daydream and I can see myself on the top of the Rocky mountains. And I look up and the, the sun shines down and the, the clouds part, the sun shines down and I hear this, ah, and this voice telling me, Brenda, this is what you need to be doing. And it was like my Oprah aha moment. And I'm like, yes hypnosis, hypnosis is what I meant to do. And so it was, that was the first time in my life I had an absolute just knowing um, throughout my entire body. And so I signed up uh, to train as a certified hypnotist or hypnotherapist. All I wanted to do was help people. Um, but I was also young and people weren't taking me serious. And um, I really had to prove to people that I knew what I was doing. You know, I started out in my early 20s and and I wasn't quite sure how to, you know, spread the word about hypnosis and, and prove it to people. And so I started doing uh, stage shows, demonstrations. Um, and so that kind of took on a life of its own, but I had to use self-hypnosis to be confident in front of people and on stage because I was super shy. I didn't want to be in front of people. I didn't want to talk in public, but um, as a means to an end, like I needed to get out there. I needed to get over my fear to do what I loved, which was the hypnosis. Um, and then once I started doing that and that started going in a great direction, but then I also realized that when you use hypnosis, you're tapping into the power of your mind and your subconscious mind, which is where you're going with hypnosis is, is kind of the creator of your reality. It's where you go to set goals and you can plant seeds for the, the things that you want to, um, create in your life. And so once I, I learned how to use my mind for good um, in that direction, I said, hey, you know, what are some of the things I want to do in life? And I said, you know, I've always wanted to travel the world and do what I love. And so what if I could travel the world with hypnosis? And so I put myself into hypnosis. I would, you know, do self-hypnosis and, and give myself the suggestion that uh, I travel the world like a rock star. I live like I'm on vacation. I work less, I make more. And by planting those seeds in my subconscious mind, it took about five years, but I was presented with the opportunity. Somebody saw my show and they said, hey, have you ever thought about working on a cruise line, doing your show on cruise ships? And I said, sign me up. That sounds like exactly what I'm looking for. They'll pay me to do what I love and I get to see the world. Boom, let's make that happen. And I took one of the biggest risks of my life. I gave up my apartment. I gave up um, my full-time job. I gave up my private practice. I was like doing both of this, all of that at the same time. And I told the guy that I started dating that, hey, I'm going to go do this and you can be here when I get back or not, but I'm out. 
And three months late, I was out for three months and I came back and he was still there and now we're married. Um, <laughs> so he hung in there. But um, to try and sum it up, it was learning about the power of the mind and using hypnosis for goal setting that really helped me live my dream to, to make my dream come true. And, I, and it's my mission to, to do that for other people. I think all of that is fascinating for the simple facts of like, you basically rewired your brain on all the limiting beliefs that were out there and told yourself the opportunities in law of attraction manifesting, but you also are living your dream. Like that's, that's ultimately my goal for everybody listening to this podcast is to just find ways for you to mind hack the opportunities that are out there. So thank you for sharing that because a lot of times, you know, we see the person on stage, but we don't understand the work that goes behind it. And that's a really great pull behind the curtains. Now, I have to say, I've seen a lot of different ones on stage, but I would love to hear from you. Like, what is it like for you doing that? Cause like, I know vulnerability is a big thing and the people on stage, I'm always like, Oh, they're so brave. That's so vulnerable. And so from your end, what is like being on stage and all of that atmosphere like on your level? Wow. Uh, like I said before, I was never really comfortable being in, in the spotlight. So much like Beyonce, if you remember back in the day, she had to channel her Sasha Fierce, right? She had to channel a personality to be comfortable on stage. And I did something similar. And I, I kind of, well, I did that at the start, you know, and I thought, I'm a, what's my favorite rock star and how would they how would they be on stage? And, and, and I kind of created an alter ego um, to be comfortable on stage and I kind of set it up. So if the audience doesn't like me, it's not really me, it's my alter ego. So that gave me a sense of safety um, and security. But I still do before every performance, I do self-hypnosis to help um, focus my mind and, and, and get comfortable. But walking out on stage, wow, that's, it's, it's a wild, it's kind of like an adrenaline rush. Well, it is. Um, and it's, it's my job to make everybody feel as comfortable as possible when they get on stage. So when I'm asking for volunteers, I'm building the rapport, I'm getting them to know, like, and trust me because it can be scary to be in front of all of those people. Um, and so a lot of it is, is really just setting the stage um, to get people into the right frame of mind. I think that's fascinating. And so looking at everything that you've been doing and like working through all that, I would love to kind of understand, you know, what your sessions look like for somebody, because we've all kind of had an idea of what it looks like on stage, but a session, a private session, a lot of people don't really like they might just have that perception that it's the stage performance or getting them to cluck like a chicken to actually diving deeper. So would you mind explaining that a little bit for the people out there that are curious and may want to book? Sure. And I get that question all the time. Brenda, if I work with you, are you going to make me cluck like a chicken or bark like a dog? And my, my responses to that is if you want to, <laughs> but, um, but much like you see people on stage responding to suggestions, holding on to new ideas or beliefs, that is my goal or intention in the session. You know, I want to give you, um, new, 
new programming for, for the things that you want. Um, so in a session, a private session, I would find out how your imagination works because everybody is different in how they respond and how they imagine. So we, we figure that out and then I find out what your wants, your needs, your goals are, and I give them back to you when you're in hypnosis. So we, we do a consultation at first and then I guide you into a state of focused relaxation. And then I, I go into your mind and I help you to plant those seeds for the positive changes that you want and the new ideas, the new beliefs, the new behaviors. So it's custom tailored to that person. I love that. And so like, just from what I understand, there's things that you can work on from abundance to, you know, health to, you know, looking at mental capacities and healing and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And so what is something amazing that you've experienced with clients that was while they were hypnotized? There's so many fun things that happen and, and everything that happens in the body first starts in the mind, right? So, um, the mind kind of directs what happens. One of the coolest things that I've ever experienced in a therapy setting is helping women with infertility get pregnant. So I've got what we call some little hypno babies out there. Um, a lot of times. <laughs> I love that. Like, I'm sorry. I'm just like over here being like, yes. <laughs> so yeah. hypno babies. sorry. I didn't mean to cut that off. No, you know. that's fine. Um, a lot of times, um, we have blocks in, in our mind that are creating physical blocks in our body. And when we're in high states of stress, our bodies aren't functioning properly. And when you can guide somebody into uh, dissolving those blocks or just getting the confidence to trust in, in their body and in their nature, like, and allowing the body to function how it should, amazing things can happen. And, and also just going into this state of focused relaxation, which is what hypnosis is, your body has a better opportunity to heal, to repair, to recharge itself. So people tell me when I do seminars on the ship, we just do a guided session for relaxation. And people will tell me all the time that a pain they had in their neck went away or they finally felt the circulation in their body where they hadn't felt it in a while or they just slept better i had a lady tell me that she was addicted to sleeping pills for 16 years and after our one session she fell asleep and forgot to take her pill and didn't realize that she didn't take her pill until the morning it was the first time she had fallen asleep without a pill in 16 years and she said she slept so well so amazing things can happen when we have that mind body connection with a focused intention. That's amazing. I was smiling and like the fertility babies, like I, the hypno babies, as you call them, that for me hits home because I actually went through hypnotherapy states, like different practices with one of my mentors. And that's how my husband and I broke through my blocks. Cause I had controlling blocks. So this is why I'm like, passion. So this, this hits home because it was limiting beliefs and fear blocks on, you know, the what if and all those different worthinesses and the fear on my OCD end too. I had to really surrender through that. So everything you're saying, I can speak firsthand as like a subject wow. <laughs> on how amazing it is. And then the stuff I offer is like deep cellular healing. So when you're talking about pains being manifested into physical spots in the body, 
Yeah. That's my thing. Like that's where I look at it. I'm like, we have our mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual bodies. And if one of them is misaligned, then we end up having a disaccord in the others. And so you're working on all of that. You're, you're deepening it. And I think that's amazing. People need to hear that there's different modalities out there, whatever you want to work with and whatever you're passionate about. I recommend trying them all because you can't really have an opinion if you haven't tried it, in my opinion. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's like a whole controversial statement there. You know, you can't have an opinion until you've tried it, my opinion. <laughs> but I want you guys to go out there and test it. I want you guys to, you know, look for the opportunities where you could work on things, whether it's gaining sleep or having a hypno baby to whatever else is out there, because I can speak on it. It actually really did break through those fear beliefs that I carried. Now, I, I want to know when you first decided that you wanted to start a business, you said you were in art school, you know, like not for me, which I totally love because the pivots are what makes us like when you feel oh. something so misaligned and then you can find something that's so passionate. I love how you literally walked onto a free session and then had the clouds part in your session. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> I would love to know when you decided to start your own business with this. Well, you know, I, when I, dove into my hypnosis training and I was so inspired by it. And, um, I knew that I wanted to start a business, but before that, um, I was in a full-time job and I said, I'm just going to, and it was property management. I said, I'm just going to do this job until I figure out what I really want to do because I knew something more was out there. And then I found the hypnosis and then I was able to transition to, okay, I'm going to have a part-time practice. I'm going to, you know, and work full-time. And then I transitioned from a full-time job to part-time and then a full-time practice. And that kind of went back and forth. So, uh, and it's funny, like I never had the intention of starting a business. I just knew that I wanted to do this one thing. And, and then kind of the business aspect came about out of the sheer necessity, but I was grateful for the opportunity that I had in property management because it taught me so many business skills that I could implement into my private practice. Um, so then my private practice went full time and, um, and, and then this stage hypnosis sort of just took over. Um, you know, it was like you, when you get pulled in that certain direction and I did have a mentor that I was working with to guide me in my business. And he said, Brenda, you need to create products and you need to do seminars. And he, you know, just the mentor just kind of showed me the path and it's just, and it's butted into something amazing. So for the past 13 years, I've been working on cruise ships and, and even it's so weird. I still don't feel like it's been my business, even though it is just because it's so much fun. That's the thing though. When you have a job you love, you never work another day in your life. Like that is, right. that's the goal. What you're talking about is the goal that ultimately I hope everybody finds. And so you've turned your hustle, which was hobby hustle, part-time, full-time to now multi-passionate entrepreneur, as Marie Forleo says. So I love that because you're really bringing it all together to really customize to your lifestyle and what you want. So right. that in itself is a dream. And I want everybody to understand, like you can find ways to make it work for you too, but like you've really gone through. So like, what would you say is your biggest driver within your entrepreneurial journey? The driver is, oh gosh, I want, 
I think hypnosis is so cool. I think tapping into the power of your mind is something that we all need to know. And so my biggest driver, it's my mission to tell everybody about this, to present the opportunity for people to tap into their own power um, and to live the life that they desire. So it's just empowering people, I guess, is the most, the, the thing that's driving me the most. I think that's perfect because a lot of times we get driven by, you'll notice there's different people out there who focus on just the monetary aspects, but mm-hmm. yours is a mission to make change. And so people will be right. able to feel that I can feel it. And it's, it's so empowering to know that there's people out there like you who want to make that impact in others. And yeah, if you can stop people from taking a sleeping pill and be able to get that power back in their life to the hypno babies out there and yeah. generations to come, it's amazing. Now, what would you, you know, like what objections would you say that have held you back in coming out in this? Because that this isn't like a controversial subject at today's time, but like I know years ago, a lot of the stuff that I offer, it's been kind of tossed aside as like not real or like what would you say to the skeptics out there and, and just like those objections? Because like I, I am obviously a believer, but we're going to have somebody listening at some point who's maybe not as open-minded. Yeah. And I deal with that all the time because hypnosis is something that people consider woo woo or it's not real. And it's like saying that sleep isn't real or, you know, that electricity doesn't exist, you know. Um, But um, it goes in waves of popularity too, as far as acceptance and all of that. And so what I've done for the most part is, um, not pay that much attention to the skeptics. You know, I want to send my message out to the people that are open and receptive to it. And if somebody doesn't believe it, that's totally fine with me. If you don't believe it, you can just move on. Believe it or not, it's something that can help people. And if it's right for you, then it's right for you. Did that answer your question? I think I went off on a tangent. (laughs) No, I agree with it though. Like there is skeptics and like, there's a lot of different ideals out there and what people think things need to look like in order for healing. Like they're just very physical, what they can see and stuff. And so Mm -hmm. for me, I I was definitely a skeptic when I walked into my sessions and then I left a believer and then it just kind of created like a movement where I was like, yeah, like you, I want other people to understand the benefits of this. So like, I don't do it, but like, I believe it and I share it with others. And that's why I'm so grateful you're here today because the opportunities that you give people is to really rewire on a deeper rooted level that they might not even know they're carrying. And so those limiting beliefs, those fear blocks, like mine for like having a baby, we went into this whole hypnotherapy session. I'm like, I believe in reincarnation. If you don't, I respect that. But like I witnessed a bunch of, you know, failed pregnancies and children passing and stuff. And that's where that block came from was like, it carried forward in this life for me. And so when we were in that state, I watched all of that. And it was in my eyes, like she wasn't telling me it guys, I was seeing it. So it was like super emotional. And then I was just like, why am I like this? Like, what, what is this? And she's like, this isn't you in this life. Like this is old memories, like old soul memories. Wow. I just, I had to work through that. And then I just realized that's not this life. I can let that go. And then literally we got pregnant right after. So I was like, oh, it works. <laughs> That's amazing. And yeah, I've done a lot of uh, regression work with people and on myself as well. And I've been regressed to previous lives as well and found powerful insights. And people ask me, you know, is that real? And my answer is it could be, 
it could not be, but if you are getting a benefit out of it, if you're getting a realization and awareness, um, then that's what it's meant for. Right. Like, I, I agree with that. That's actually a perfect statement because I, I do feel we'll all have different opinions on it. So to argue right. with people about it, it's just pointless. I'm always right. like, agree to disagree. Like, we're just, right. we're not going to see eye to eye right now. But if it helps you, why wouldn't you want to? And so yeah. I, I have to say that's amazing. I love that you're sharing that message and that you're bringing that out and working with the people that are open to it and just gently suggesting to the other ones that they could have a benefit from it as well. Right. And that's why when I, I love to do the shows and, and I don't mind if skeptics come up because it's usually the people are like, well, prove it to me. And they're usually the ones that go the deepest. Now there are different kinds of skeptics. There's the healthy skeptic that I don't know if it'll work, but I'm open. And then there's people that are just like, it'll never work on me. And whatever belief you hold in your mind, if you believe it's really not going to work, then you'll fight it or you'll resist it. Um, but I love doing the shows to give, to give people an opportunity to experience it. Or even hosting, I've done uh, virtual happy hours or just free seminars where I, you know, I teach people about hypnosis and then give them the opportunity to experience it for themselves. Because if somebody didn't offer me the opportunity to just try it, I probably would have never gone down this path. I think that's amazing. And it's so true. Like the, when you said healthy skeptics to the other ones, I'm like, oh yeah, no, I'd, I'd probably be a healthy skeptic. Cause like, I just have a challenging mindset where it's like always devil's advocate. And that's the right. narrative that I have, but I'm still open to it. Now, when I've gone to Vegas, some of the shows, like some are really raunchy, some are really family friendly. And I always find like, there's so much entertainment in it, but I, I didn't think I would go under and I was just in the audience hanging out and it started to even work on me, even though I was still going like, it won't work on me. It won't work on me. And then I was like, <laughs> Oh my God, it's working on me. And the, the way the guy did it was he was like, put your hands apart and they're getting warmer. They're getting warmer. They're coming together like magnets. And I'm like, Oh God, I'm like, Oh God. <laughs> and so I will just say this, there may have been drinks involved. It is Vegas. So like, <laughs> I don't know if my subconscious game was as strong as it should have been, but to this day, my husband makes fun of me so hard. He's like, remember when you're like grabbing me and telling me not to let you go on stage? I'm like, let's not talk about that. <laughs> let's, let's Did you go on stage? No, I literally was like, hold my hand. Do not let me because I could <laughs> feel he's like calling people up and I'm like, do not let me. Cause I knew at that point I would be a ridiculous individual and the outfit I was wearing. Yeah. Probably not meant for a stage. <laughs> so, um, there's that. Can I ask you, was that before or after you had used hypnotherapy for your baby? After, but the way she did it, it was so much gentler. Like it was very much like a walkthrough meditation and then she just got in and I was just like, I didn't see it coming. We had just basically, I had expressed that past life regression therapy was like a meditation. But when she got in, I was like, oh, she's in. Like we're in, I can feel it. Like, I'm, I'm in here. I'm super relaxed, like the whole body, but it was like astral, it, you know, and how people describe that. But for his, it was just like, he'd snap his fingers and he'd go, you're in deeper and your body, you're relaxing your shoulders, your shoulders just dropped. And then he's like, and one, two, three, boom. And then the music and it just, it just hit me yeah. so much harder that I was like, I want out. Like, Oh my God, what is this? But I paid for the ticket. I still support it. We laugh to this day because I was I guess, the most susceptible out of the group. So lesson well, and the reason you were so susceptible is because you had gone to that level in your mind before. So once you go there, you know how to get there and your body knows how good it feels that it just wants to get back there. Okay. That's, fair. 
<laughs> so that's what I, I call people and myself included. I love the feeling of being in hypnosis and I'm what I call a hypno junkie because once you go there, you know how good it feels. You just want to go there again. So it's just your mind wanted to get back there and you're to experience the rest and relaxation. So, and me like also, I love to watch hypnosis shows, but I have to pinch myself or make a conscious effort to not let my mind go there much like you did because my body, I can feel my body like, even when you were just saying go deeper and relax, I was like, oh, okay, I can feel that. I can do that. <laughs> exactly it. Cause like I love meditation, but that was a totally different body, mind, soul relaxation. And you're right. I, I did enjoy the feeling when I was in my mentor's facility. When I was there though, I was super aware that I was not of good sound mind and that I would, <laughs> I would be a muckery. It would be a muckery of everything. But- Here's the thing, even in the stage shows, if you were given a suggestion that didn't sit well with you, that would compromise your morals or beliefs or a suggestion that you just weren't comfortable uh, playing out, you just wouldn't do it. Because even in hypnosis, you're aware enough to know what's going on and you can just not do it at any time. But, but the reason why people are doing a little, you know, things that are a little more wild and crazy is because your inhibitions are a little lower, like after a couple drinks, so you're a little more free. But I volunteered for a show in Vegas and he gave a suggestion um, for like a lollipop licking competition. And I was not going to do that. Like I, in my mind, I was like, I know, I know who's in the audience and I'm not doing this in front of those people. So I just didn't do it. And I was still in hypnosis. I was just like, okay, making the decision just to stand there with my lollipop and not lick it. (laughs) So that's good to know because I like some of the things I'm like, I wonder if they like really are upset with themselves later. Or like, I've always kind of wondered how that felt for the person or anything too. Cause like the Vegas show, we've gone to a couple, but that one in Vegas was like by far the, the one that sticks out the most. And he'd done this act at the end. And he's like, if you clap harder, I'm going to get worse. And, and all of us are, of course, like, yeah, let's, let's see works. Let's, let's do that. And he did. And he's like, okay, um, there was a father-daughter, first of all, on stage. And then there was like some other relation I can't remember. And he had them do their best stripper exercises and pretending that they were on a pole. And it was the most awkward scenario for us watching the father-daughter scenario but I was just like I I don't know what to do with this but then he goes okay if you clap louder it's gonna get worse so of course we're we're getting weirder and like we're laughing and like we are clapping as loud as we can so he's like okay now what I'm gonna and like you can do whatever you want with this because like it just makes me laugh forever and when you were like you knew like I was using an excuse that maybe I was under hypnosis and then I shook my hand but he said if you guys, from the time that you're on the stage, get to the doors and the exit, you're still under this state, what's going to happen is if anybody shakes your hand, you are then going to have the best orgasm of your life. And I don't know why or what in me shook the biggest and kind of most intense, scariest looking guy, but I shook his hand. And as I did it, he gave me his O face. And I just remember being like, oh my God, oh my God, why am I doing this? And like, to this day, it's like burned in my head. And my husband's like, why? Like, why? And I have no answers, but it was just like a uh, thought reaction done. And then it was just so much regret. And so I was using the excuse of hypnosis. We just found guys, I'm getting called out. It was maybe the alcohol and it was mostly me. So let's just, I have no excuse for that. But 
the other shows I've seen are nothing like that. And the idea is like humor is so lifting. And like, to this mm-hmm. day, that's like a butt of the joke in the family. They're like, why would you do, why would you do that, Melissa? Like, <laughs> my cousin was beside me too. And he's like, I so much regret right now. Like, why? <laughs> but but uh, from what you said, it sounds like you just wanted to know if it would work. Like, prove it to me. I think and- so. I, I have no answer for that. There's so much regret. <laughs> so much regret. <laughs> Well, imagine how that guy felt like, and, and, ooh. and my I show. Imagine because I saw his face. <laughs> yeah. with himself. I don't know how he felt later, but um, I ran away after that one. That was a very awkward engagement. <laughs> right. That's a side topic, guys. We're going to get back to my questions. for <laughs> But that was like, just looking at like, okay, so all the excuses I had had on myself, Nope, that was really just me. Curiosity, sheer curiosity. Did it, regret it, never do that again. Don't recommend you try it. Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, knowing that we all hold priorities different in life, I would love to know what inspired you to take the niche that you did, like specifically working on stages and traveling the world. Is it more for travel or is it to just reach such a broad, you know, spectrum of people or? Well, it was, it was my goal to reach as many people as I possibly could. And that's how it manifested in that moment. You know, it was the collection of, I want to travel the world. I want to do what, what I love. I want to share this message with as many people as possible. And so it was so much more beneficial to talk to a theater full of a thousand people or, you know, reach a, a cruise ship of 2000 people or more every week than working one-on-one with people in the office. And so it was just my way of reaching more people in less time. And when you can share a message with comedy mixed in, um, it's just, it's just an easier way to get a message across and build that rapport. And, and so, I'm realizing now that as technology is changing and the world is changing and with the cruise ship industry, that was my, that's where I had all my eggs in that one basket really. And I was starting to move a little more virtually. Um, but with this whole COVID thing, it's, it's been my business pivot, you know, and I said, okay, what if I can't reach people on, you know, on a larger scale on cruise ships? how, what does that look like? And asking your subconscious those questions allows answers to bubble up. We call them affirmations, asking questions and letting your mind come up with the answer. So how do I reach people on a bigger scale and still share this message? And that's when, boom, it's the Zoom boom, right? So learning that you can connect with people virtually, I can still reach people all over the world like I was doing on cruise ships. it's just learning how to do things in a different way, but, but being able to work on ships. Yeah. It was my dream come true. And for travel, like who wouldn't want to get paid to see the world? I've seen amazing things in my 13 years on ships and places I would never have visited that I've fallen in love with. And so it's really been a blessing and a a dream come true. I think that's amazing. And honestly, the fact that you were able to manifest that and even like partners stay or go, I'm going. I think that's so empowering too for women, especially to just like, you're living your dream and you're making it work and you're also making a difference. And so really that's the ultimate win, win, win. Like it's, it's beautiful. Thanks. Now, you're welcome. So for those people out there that are looking at like, 
what it would be like to connect with you and, and what they could maybe do for amplifying their fears and building a business. Cause I feel like there's a lot of people that are listening to this that might not understand the benefits of a hypnotherapy session, even on business growth and stuff like that. What would you say to them? Well, I would say that, you know, your subconscious mind has all of the answers. And if you are consciously trying to figure out or solve a problem, chances are the answers aren't necessarily in your conscious thinking mind. It's in your knowing feeling mind, which is your subconscious. And so hypnosis helped to give me clarity, help give me confidence, help me established my goals. And so it's, I would recommend that people get open to tapping into their own power in their subconscious to um, help them craft the business that they want. Or if, you know, if you need clarity, if you need confidence, if you need any of that, it's in there. You just need to help somebody help you get access to all of that. And hypnosis is the way to do it. And uh, learning self-hypnosis is one way. Um, doing one-on-one -on -one sessions is another. Um, listening to guided hypnosis sessions is another way. So there's there's many different ways to experience it. And um, I do have a website and I have some pre-recorded audio recordings um, that you can listen to um, to guide your mind. Or, uh, you know, I'm also creating self-hypnosis courses um, and I'm offering sessions via Zoom. So if, if that is in of interest. Um, I'm available for that. Perfect. What's your website before I forget? My website is brendahypnotist.com. I'm going to put it in the show notes, guys. So if you can't remember that, click on and get the details in the show notes. And she also has a link where you can go to her Facebook and get a free gift. So in that, you can go and find her sessions, find her stuff. And I want you guys to understand, like, We've all had a journey where we could use that extra guidance or pull out and like even my hypno babies upstairs. Like mm -hmm. it's amazing what can happen when we actually get out of our own head because usually that's where we get stuck. Like a lot of us have that fight, flight or freeze and that kind of, uh, it's, it's like analysis paralysis tends to take over in a lot of us on this journey. And I don't want that for you. So, you know, whether you want to work with, you know, Brenda, whether you have an idea of who you want to connect with, I recommend you actually trying things and seeing what that looks looks like for you guys on a deeper scale because you won't regret it. Like you, you need to try these things in order to find whether it fits right for you and ask the right questions and maybe don't shake somebody's hand in Vegas is like my main points out of all of this. <laughs> but knowing that, you know, like we've all had this journey, I love to ask like, what is your biggest fail as an entrepreneur that's really kind of brought in some humor into your, into your life, like where you can look back now and go like, Oh, I get it now. That's, that's a different story moving forward. My biggest fail in business? Mm -hmm. Gosh, um, I would say getting comfortable has been my biggest fail because uh, getting comfortable in the one basket in the cruise ships, like I'm like, oh, life is good. And I got comfortable and I stopped doing all the work that got me there. I stopped focusing my mind on what's next. And I was just enjoying where I was, which wasn't necessarily a bad thing, but I just got too comfortable. I stopped planting the seeds to reap the harvest later. So I think that's my biggest fail. But now you've changed and pivoted and now you've got all the new things coming. And so I love hearing people's like, 
I guess, their perception of what their fail was. And that's a really common one. We get comfortable. And when we're comfortable, we're not growing. So we kind of got to call ourselves out. I've been comfortable many times and I wasn't <laughs> growing during those times too. So I like to say it, like I make fun of mine, but like even as subtle as I have two daughters and I find it's always great to like make fun of our, our own selves, but we gave them rapper names. Parenting is so much funner when you have like rapper names for kids. So my oldest is two cents and my youngest is 50 snacks. And so 50 snacks is a bit of a hot mess. She's also called honey badger. Her teachers love her, but so much personality. So anyways, I would do zoom trainings and I was doing a workshop and my nudist daughter, 50 snacks comes running behind me. And is like, I want another snack. And I'm just like trying to push her out of the screen and everyone's seeing it. And I'm getting all the comments in the chats and I'm just like, Yep, this is live, guys. Like, <laughs> there's, I'll try and edit that out later. But um, yeah, so just roll with it is where I'm going with this. It doesn't have to be perfect. And again, getting uncomfortable is going to bring the ultimate growth, but making fun of yourself because honestly, this is all a part of our journey. It's what makes us stronger and it's what makes us relatable. And it's so much more fun when you can laugh at yourself. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> right. And, and I've, oh, that, I love that story. And I love your sense of humor with the kids. That's so much fun. <laughs> but there's been, in my journey on, on, as a stage hypnotist, I've had things go awry that, you know, it's like, who could write that? Who could plan that? And you do just have to laugh at yourself. There's been many a times where I'm holding the microphone and I bash myself in the teeth or I've tripped and fallen on stage. Like I like, and, be me. <laughs> and, like, and I wear nice gowns. And so like one of my volunteers was dancing and she was kind of getting wobbly. So I reached to grab her and then my, I fell forward and then my heels got caught in the the tool of my dress and I couldn't get up and I'm like, help me, help me. Or, you know, I had another guy, things happen in ways that you don't expect. And I'm addressing the audience and there's a guy army crawling on stage behind me. He's 70 years old. He's army crawling on the stage. And I look down and he's looking up my dress. <laughs> and I'm like, what? what? Oh my God, what are you doing? He runs back and he hides. But I also gave the suggestion that they were kids goofing off behind my back. So I regressed a 70-year-old to a second grader and he was just goofing off. But I've had them pull my hair, throw shoes at me, throw spit wads at me. But I'm also, you know, I'm putting myself out there to, if, if I want, I want us all to laugh together, to laugh with each other, not at each other. So if people want to do goofy things to me. I just have to go with it. I think that's perfect and amazing. And I so love it. And the <laughs> biggest thing is I, I visualize the dress scenario because like, that would be me. Like, <laughs> I don't mean to manifest that out there, but like try and catch me in a dress. Like my wedding day and prom was like the two days, but yeah. honestly, that would be me. And so I'm like, Oh, I feel you. Like I feel you. <laughs> But yeah, and the thing is, is that that's like one of people's worst fears, right? Falling in front of a bunch of people, but everybody in the audience knows that what it what that would feel like if it was you. And so people aren't laughing at you necessarily. But <laughs> I mean, they don't want you to fail. They don't, but they it's like they feel for you. You're human. There's no like harsh judgment, but yeah, in the moment we're definitely entertained for sure. Cause like well, I've, I've been the butt of those jokes and 
when I say the butt of those jokes, like when your dress is in your underwear and you come out at a Christmas party and you have no idea that that's maybe happened. Okay. Dress three times in my life. <laughs> right. And it's probably in reality, it's karma for me because one of my biggest joys in life is seeing people fall. <laughs> I watched the, the show ridiculousness. Oh, I'm like, I love it. You're like Big Daddy where they throw sticks in front of the rollerbladers. <laughs> do it on purpose. It wouldn't cause somebody injury, but I'll laugh. And But my rule is if I'm going to laugh at somebody else doing it, I need to laugh at myself when it happens. I think that's too true and fair. Like even for <laughs> me as parenting, I'm like, no, you, whatever you do, she gets to do back to you. Like it has to be mutual. And so I'm the same. I would never carve out any like criticism to other people without being vulnerable and pulling back the curtains on where I've had the struggles and what that looks like to hopefully help people get five, 10, 20 steps further faster. Right. Yeah, it's, it's amazing what happens to when we can relate to each other on a more human level by being vulnerable. And like Brene Brown is somebody that I'm like obsessed with and the vulnerability and shame researching that she does yeah. But yeah there's a lot of times where I'm like yeah that's a limiting belief and I've let that own me for too long in that comfort field so let's get uncomfortable like what does that look like and I yeah. think actually talking about hypnosis now that I, that came up we had done every year for my birthday I would actually go and get uh, past life regression so that was the hypnotherapy session mm -hmm. and one of them she's like hey what is your intention going forward and we'd set the theme for this stuff. and I was just like so generic but it was just like how can I be better? How can I be a better person? So generic, but I was like, I just want to be better on the, all levels. And yeah. I don't know where it came up in the, in the whole sequence of it, but I was inspired to do a year of yes. And so we had gone through a grief journey and like, there was a lot of things that I went in, but I was like, I'm going to just say yes. Like life is too short. I'm not going to say no. So that whole year I set a theme and I didn't tell anybody because I didn't want to get taken advantage of. Oh, but I was right. Like, yeah. <laughs> like the yes man or whatever. So I just, any opportunity that came up, I was like, yes, because then I knew I would not sit in that like comfort bubble and I was going to grow and whether I failed, I failed, but then I learned and whatever. And it was like a big difference of who I was in the beginning of the year to who I was at the end. So even for people just needing that suggestion that have like a fear of receiving or trying or being vulnerable, it, it's amazing what can happen in a session. And that was one of the sessions, like I've done multiple and it's amazing what each one can bring from different people as well. Yeah. And that's so true. And being general is a good thing because when you give your mind a general suggestion, it fills in the blanks. And one of my favorite affirmations or hypnotic suggestions is from a French hypnotist, Emile Coulier. And it was every day in every way, I'm getting better and better. I've heard that and one. So, yeah. Your mind just figures out what it needs to be better that day and in every way. And, you know, and so leaving it being general is a good thing. It lets your mind work its magic in the background. I'm loving this. Like I'm learning as you're talking and I love all of it because there's so many things that we, we get stuck in on a system or a routine. And it's amazing what an outsider's perspective to even your own subconscious, which I believe is like our soul self, essentially, that's my belief. But to each yeah. in their own, it's just so amazing what happens when you can connect into that aspect of yourself, what's really pushing you to find the passions from your art school to getting a free session to the clouds parting to being on stages to now impacting thousands of people and getting out there and making a difference in the lives of everyone. It's I love it. And so I would love to know what you would say to people who might have like a question on like, well, is it safe for everyone? Cause like I've, I've given like the Vegas version and you're talking about like more family friendly versions. Is it safe for everyone is I think a question people might have for the reverse. 
Is hypnosis in general or the stage shows? Both. Let's let's go both because I've seen both for family and whatnot. But like, I would love your take. Um, I in general, hypnosis is safe, absolutely. Uh, because you generally you won't accept suggestions that are not for your benefits. Um, but there are certain people like if if you have um, epilepsy and you're staring into lights and that cannot be good for you. Um, so consult a doctor first, if you know, you're using eye fixation to, um, to get you to go there. Um, as far as therapy, there are hypnotists that specialize in working with kids. So if that's an interest for, um, anybody, I would say under 18 to see somebody that works specifically with kids in shows, I will only work with people 18 years of age and older for legal reasons, because they can give me consent and give me consent to do that. Um, but yeah, hypnosis is so it's to me, it's safe because it's natural. It's just as natural as sleeping or daydreaming. And so there's, I would say there's no risk in it. I love that. That's, that's what I feel too, but I love your point of view and especially 18 or older. I know like in high school, they had some people come in and teach us about drunk driving and none of us were like really 18 at that point. And I just remember that was such an impactful movement and like the benefits of even being under 18 and seeing that, but they had us like reenact a car accident and they had the students be a family and then the party crowd and like what it looked like in the fallout. And it was so real. But prior to that, there was air guitar, there was the clucking chickens and it went all over and then they brought it back to the humor. But the thing is, is like that stayed with me. Like that was so impactful. And so I, I think there's such a benefit for everybody to see it at some point and see what can happen in the suggestion world of it. Now, I would love to get, you know, just some more opportunities to hear what you would say to people who are starting out in business and life and trying to figure out where they're at, especially with the pivots that are happening currently, what you would like to say to touch on that. I would, the first thing that comes to mind is uh, do what makes you happy. Let your, let your passion be your purpose and, and be open to to what presents itself. And it, it may not be <laughs> where you start will probably not be where you end up, but enjoy the journey along the way. You know, I think everyone has a gift to bring this world and they've got a message. And if you can be open to trust that you'll be guided when it's right for you, um, that's where you need to go. I think that's perfect. And I have to agree. Like when we can give ourselves that, that opportunity, you'll, you'll never be bored in being able to pivot as you grow and doing all the things. And whether it's on stages, traveling the world to mm -hmm. working on zoom and working in groups and seminars, it's amazing that you've been able to do that with your business as well. And so I want to personally say thank you for joining us today, Brenda. Um, do you have anything that you would like to say to our listeners before we head out? Oh, I appreciate this opportunity, Melissa, that you presented to be able to share my passion with the world. And one thing that I didn't mention also is that uh, I wouldn't be where I'm at in this journey had I not have mentors, people to look up to and to uh, guide you and to shorten the, <laughs> the learning curve. Um, so I highly recommend working with somebody um, to, to get you along the path because as one person, you can't know everything, um, but you can find people that know the things that can help you along your journey. 
I love that. Turning decades into days. I love yeah. it. Yeah, Dude, guys, find people that you are niched into the same category and then follow them. Get get connected with the people that will be able to help you in your journey because I can attest to that as well. It's it's made the difference night and day because the struggle is real, if not. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much for joining us, Brenda. I'm so appreciative. I love everything that you're doing. I would love to connect with you further. And you guys, check out the show notes. I'm going to share her stuff and check out her website. And what's your website again for those of them listening? Brenda Hypnotist dot com. Perfect. Thank you guys. Thank you. Hello. Okay. So we vibe with our tribe and I wanted to let you know that I'm over here doing a special shoulder shimmy celebrating you as an action taker. So I hope you know that I am doing a coffee cheers in your honor for joining us here today. And since we are now gal pals, I would love a small favor from you and would love to have you leave us a review. I don't ask for them to be staged. You can be completely honest and I would love to get to hear what you enjoyed, what your favorite takeaway was, and maybe just what you would like to know further more on. Because if I don't know it, I'm very very honest, and I will do my best to bring you some support in there. Thank you again and have a great day.